This is the Yoga Off the Mat podcast, a space you can learn how to deepen your connection with yourself, to live a fulfilled, passionate, and authentic life using the lessons from the mat. I'm your guide, host, and teacher, Amber Hagberg, and I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so that you can embody the practice of yoga and live your yoga on and off the mat. Welcome to episode number four of Yoga Off the Mat with Amber Hagberg. Today we'll dive into what I like to call the gift of giving yourself 10 minutes, the gift of 10. This is one of the first things that I teach the women in my Live Your Yoga Mentorship on how to create healthy habits for self-love and self-care. Just to let you know, for the very next two weeks, my open enrollment in the Live Your Yoga Mentorship is happening right now. If you are someone looking to reduce stress and boost confidence in a container of other women who are looking to show up as leaders and have a bigger impact, you can head over to my calendar and book a free 15-minute session where we'll dive into ways in which you can implement giving yourself 10 minutes every single day to have a bigger impact. I'll leave it in the show notes, but you can go to amberhagberg.com slash discovery call. Let's dive right in. I always recommend having a journal near you or just somewhere that you can take notes. And if not, come back and listen again. Remember, like I can tell you so much, give you so many tips and tools and ideas, but it becomes wisdom when you implement it, when you take the teachings that I share and you make them your own. The gift of 10 is starting your day with yourself. I recommend yoga, meditation, or journaling, but for some of you, you may find going for a jog, a walk, or just sitting out in nature with a cup of tea. What you do in this 10 minutes is up to you. That's why it's your gift to yourself. I believe that the biggest, the best, the most valuable investment that you can make is the one in yourself. And remember, it's compounding interest. So 10 minutes may not seem like a lot of time, but when it's 10 minutes every single day over a month, a year, 10 years, it adds up and it makes such a big difference. What I love about the 10 minutes every day is that we think, oh, 10 minutes doesn't matter, or I don't have time for 10 minutes. But if you're taking zero minutes for yourself every day, you're going to find yourself burnt out, exhausted, lashing out, tired, without passion, without joy, just doing the motions. Where when Victoria added 15, 10 minutes to her morning routine, her husband said to her, you're less stressed. You're not so angry. She's like, yeah, I joined this program with Amber and it's working. And he's like, can you please thank her? So you underestimate the shift that can come from 10 or 15 minutes every day. And if you're wondering like, where am I going to get 5, 10, 15 minutes to gift myself? 
One of the first things that I recommend is time evaluation. So if you missed episode number three, go back, or you can always head over to my Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash yoga for inner peace and grab the time evaluation worksheet where you look at where you spend your time. We can't change what we're not aware of. And so the moment we start to track our time, we're like, oh, wow, I spend two hours a day on social media. Oh, wow. I spend two hours a day thinking about what I'm going to wear. Maybe not, but you know, when we become aware of time and where our time is going, we have the power to shift and change it. So when you go to gifting yourself 10 minutes every single morning, my invitation for you, this is going to be a challenging one because I think that in 2021, our biggest addiction is our cell phones and staying quote unquote connected. And I also think this is what is lacking that feeling of connection to ourselves. How many of you listening right now, the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning is you check your phone. You check work, you check emails, you get on Facebook, you get on Instagram, and you're already programming yourself for how you're going to feel from the external world. My invitation always for the women I work with is to stay off your phone for one hour after waking up and one hour before going to bed. The reason for this is you get into your own feelings, priming yourself for your day before checking in with the external world, winding down from your day before going into sleep dreamlike state where the unconscious mind works. If you're scrolling Facebook, Instagram, or checking your emails and then going into bed, you're going to take that energy with you into your dreams. Whereas instead, if you wake up in the morning and you connect to yourself, journal, meditate, find out, how do I feel this morning? Then you can take control of your life by saying, okay, today I have a lot to do. I'm going to follow Amber's advice and make a mantra for the day. I have to go here. I need to go there. I got to get this done. Okay, mantra for the day. I am productive and at peace as I move through my to-do list. And when things get hectic or intense, you can call upon your mantra to come back with you. But if you're one of those women that I used to be where you get out of bed and you just start doing all the things on your to-do list, you are no longer in control of how you feel. The same way that when you come home at the end of the day, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're burnt. Take time to unwind. Use a yoga practice or a meditation to shift the energy, to come into the parasympathetic nervous system so that you can rest and digest your day. Begin to unwind and let go of the external as you turn towards the internal. This way you wake up feeling rested. You wake up feeling energized and passionate. When we take time to check in and check out, we get to choose how we feel. What happens for you when you have a daily practice? What happens for you when you have a daily meditation? One of the things that came up in our group session last night was, when I miss a day, I immediately notice it somewhere else in my day. 
And one of the women, Valerie, she even mentioned that her husband's like, you didn't do your yoga today or you didn't have your peace practice today. It's like, oh, how can you tell? And one thing that I've been sharing about is when we get off track, we can tend to guilt or shame ourselves. Like, oh, I missed a day. I missed two days. I missed a week. I was moving. My kids just graduated. I'm moving or going through a new job. And then we put pressure on ourselves like, oh, I've missed it. Why go back? You notice you're stressed. You notice that your patience has ran out. You notice that you're tired. You go back because you know that it's going to give you peace. You go back because you know it's going to give you the tools to process and manage your emotions to reduce your stress. And what keeps you coming back is the benefits. Oftentimes it's like, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I'm tired. But I've never met anyone that did their yoga, their meditation, went for a walk. that was like, I regretted that. The hardest part is getting there. 90% is showing up. Because we're not always going to feel like it. If you go back to a couple other episodes, they talk about your why power. Your why has to keep you coming back. It's like when you start a practice going to the gym to get more fit, to get more strong, the hardest part is creating the routine. But three weeks, one month in, you start to see the results. You have more energy. Your clothes are fitting better. You feel lighter. You're eating healthy. The benefits are keeping you coming back. So the next time you create a consistent practice and you fall off, just get back up again. Because as soon as you feel the benefits, you've learned the lesson, it's going to get you coming back next time quicker for longer. Because you know this stuff works. And so if you need to, what I always do is I assign accountability partners. Grab someone to hold you. We can go so far connecting to ourselves, our inner world. And then when we have a container, someone else to support us, we know that we're not alone on this journey. One thing that's really amazing about the Live Your Yoga Mentorship is that you're being held in a container of women who are going through similar struggles as you. So when you lose your patience, when you get frustrated with the online world, when you lose connection to yourself, you come to the group call and you realize, oh, I'm not alone in this. She was feeling that way too. Oh, I'm not alone in guilting myself when I don't show up. I mean... If you've been following me for a while now, back in February, I was falling in love for the first time after three and a half years of being single. And so instead of doing my yoga and meditation, I was sleeping in. We were going surfing and just enjoying life here in Costa Rica. And then the full moon came. I went to go do my 90-day visa run and everything went wrong. I showed up to the airport, they oversold my flight by eight spaces, and I was stuck in San Jose for 32 hours in a city where there's no good healthy food nearby. To get from one side of the town to the other takes 30 minutes. I've never lived in a city in my life, and everything was going wrong. I was losing all of my patience. Luckily, I had two of my besties there to remind me to come back to my breath. And I was like, why am I freaking out right now? And I decided to meditate because I was freaking out. And in that meditation, I was like, oh, you've gone an entire month where you didn't do the yoga. You didn't do the meditation. You thought surfing and being in love was going to be enough. And here the full moon came to shake my entire world. 
And as a leader, as a woman, you know, teaching others to commit to their daily practice, to commit to daily self-love, there I was not living my practice. And it was like, oh, I could shame myself. I could guilt myself, but instead I was reminded of why I started this practice 11 years ago. Because it gave me an anchor into myself that I've never found anywhere else. And so the moment I fell down, I hit face first, face planted, lost myself. And when I decided to get back up, It was the benefits of that meditation that night on the full moon that was like, this is why. And since that moment, I've been practicing. And it keeps me coming back because I know that it works. I'd be lying to you if I woke up every single morning ready to go. Some mornings I want to sleep in. But I know what's going to keep me grounded. I know what's going to keep me centered. And that's giving myself a gift every single morning to connect to me. This is the most powerful long-term relationship you will ever have. And so keep coming back to yourself. And also to know that as we journal at the end of that 10 minutes, I love to start the morning with a journal after a meditation because you get to write down like, today my mind was like jumping around. We call it monkey mind in yoga, jumping from one thought to the next, to the next, to the next. And so when we see that some days the mind is clear and some days the mind is busy, some days we feel good, some days we feel bad, we get to watch the evolution of our human journey that's ever in constant state of flux or change. And it allows us to soften into those moments, those spaces of change with more acceptance. There's a Sanskrit word called Leela or divine play. My teacher describes this as being prepared for when life happens. So I think of the global pandemic. How many of us were prepared mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially for the entire world to shut down? All of us were tested to some level Our lives, our jobs, our degrees, everything changed. And how ready were you? I think that the yoga practice on a daily basis, connecting to yourself for just 10 minutes, is preparing you for when Leela happens. You get an injury, you get laid off, the person you love leaves, someone you love dies, they graduate, go into another plane. Your commitment to yourself, that 10 minutes, is giving you the ability to move through what happens in life from an anchored space, a grounded place. So when the entire world is shaking, you're one of those trees in the redwood forest that you're grounded and rooted so far that the world can shake, shake, shake. But there's somewhere inside of you that you can always return home to. Your 10 minutes of day is something no one can take from you. And when your to-do list gets bigger and bigger, when you want to go out there and show up for the external world, you do this from a grounded place. Every day, your 10-minute practice can change month to month, week to week. Some mornings I wake up and I move my body and I journal. Some mornings I wake up and I meditate. And then I journal. Some mornings I just meditate. Your daily morning ritual, 
the gift of 10 can change just as you do. For some of us, we need structure and consistency over a long period of time, the same practice. For others of us, it's changing. One question that I like to ask is, what do I need today? As you look forward into your day ahead, are you going to be busy running around taking care of kids? Maybe you need to sit and breathe and just be still. Are you going to be sitting at a desk all day in front of a computer? Maybe you need to move your body. The most important thing is that you show up, that you check in. Shut your phone off. It's an addiction. I promise you I'm addicted to mine. It's why if you follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, you'll see that on the weekends I usually don't post. I use this time to practice what I preach and practice being with me, self-care, self-love. And I know that my phone is an addiction. I love connecting with all of you. I love being in the space together. And at the same time, I know there's a time and a place to shut out. We're so connected, but yet we're so disconnected. So my invitation for you is every morning to connect to you. Every evening, connect to you. And if you're like, Amber, 10 minutes seems like too much, take five. I have many women in my program that just take five minutes and they grow to 10. Some that, you know, they start their yoga practice with just five and by the end of our 90 days together, they're up to an hour and a half. Talk about building confidence and strength, doing things that were once impossible. You can do anything you put your mind to, but just like we train our bodies to run a marathon or to get a six pack or to get stronger or fitter, it takes time and consistency. So coming back and again and again, if you're someone that wants to train the mind for more peace, ways to reduce stress, then show up and breathe and be with your thoughts, knowing that in a meditation, thoughts are going to come naturally. Your mind was designed to think. It's the practice of coming back to the anchor. And so today what I'd like to do is share with you a gift of 10. If you can't do the physical practice with me now, come back to this later at the end of your day or the beginning of your morning as we dive into the gift of 10. Sit up onto a pillow, bolster, or a set of blankets. As you come into a cross-legged seated position with something under your bum to lift and elevate your hips higher than your knees. One ankle in front of the other, you'll place your hands onto your thighs just before the knees so that you can rest your elbows back by the ribcage. From your hips, lengthen through the sides of your body. Begin to Draw your shoulder blades towards the spine to support your heart, the back body. As you lift your chin, lift your heart, tuck your chin. Soften your face muscles as you close your eyes, bringing your gaze to the tip of the nose and then allow your eyelids to shut. Be with your breath. Breathe in and out of your nose.
when you find your mind has wandered, bring your attention to the space between your inhale and your exhale. You inhale, slight pause. Exhale, slight pause. With your mind's awareness on the space between your thoughts, listen to the sounds that surround you. It may be the humming of a fridge, chirping of birds, or distant voices. Notice what you hear and at the same time stay connected to the spaces in between your inhale and your exhale. Naturally, the mind will drift away. Thought patterns will occur. And the moment that you've noticed that, come back to the space between the inhale and the space just after the exhale. Hear what surrounds you. Notice the external sounds. Witness the short space just before you exhale. In the space that occurs just after your exhale. Keep an impeccable seat with your heart held high, your posture strong to support your physical body. As you train the mind to come back to the breath and the sound, notice the space before your inhale 
in the space just after your inhale. Thoughts will come and when you become aware that you've shifted somewhere else, listen, listen to the sounds, observe the spaces between inhale and exhale. You may hear the rain or the birds chirping here in the Costa Rica afternoon. You may hear your children or voices, cars driving by. All of those sounds bring you here into the moment as you practice coming back to the space between inhale and exhale. You start to now feel your physical body sitting here on the cushion that you started with. Your hands, your legs, your heart, your face. Bringing your attention back into the room where you are now. As you place left hand on your heart, right hand over the left. Gratitude that you gifted yourself this moment of all the other things, of all the other places that you could be, you chose to be here with you. A big thank you for investing in you. You may release the hands, open the eyes and grab your journal, write down where you went, what was alive, what was present, what you observed and what you learned and any other thoughts that may flow naturally as you just put pen to paper. If you want the time evaluation worksheet, head over to my Facebook group, facebook.com groups slash yoga for inner peace. And if you'd like to apply, open enrollment is happening until August 20th, 2021 for the Live Your Yoga Mentorship. That's amberhagberg.com slash discovery call. 
We'll dive into all things deepening the relationship to you. Remember that it's at first about you. It's at first about me, I. How can I be a better human? Then it's about we. Remember the most special and sacred relationship, the longest relationship you're going to have in this lifetime is with yourself. Take time out for yourself each day. Gift yourself 10 minutes. You deserve it. And I want to thank you. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast. It's an honor to know that people are listening and gaining value while generating their own insights. For more actionable tools and practices, head over to my Facebook group, www.facebook.com groups slash yoga for inner peace to learn more practices that you can put into your toolbox to reduce stress, build confidence, and create a community of other women who are like you, wanting to better their lives, to better their communities. Thank you again for being here. And if you're on social, post a photo of you listening to this and tag me, Amber Hackberg, so we can hang out online and continue growing this relationship first from the inside and then from the outside. I'll see you on the next episode.